Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Um, the issue with R. Kelly, I don't know if it's just the age getting to them, but for a nigga who can't read, you got an attorney who has said on camera, on film, that he forged the marriage certificate for Aaliyah. He didn't do it personally. He had another person do it. But mm-hmm. he, he admitted this shit on national TV. If I'm a cop, I'm like, okay, this nigga's going to jail today. Like, not tomorrow, <laughs> not Sunday. This nigga, that's the acquaintance. <laughs> and, and then the nigga had a smirk on his face. I was like, nah, i shoot this nigga. Bro. No matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is it's tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From news and politics. And over the middle, getting free. To sports and entertainment. Touchdown! We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have some fun, man! This is Young, Black, and Bothered. Welcome back, niggas, to episode 56 of the Young, Black, and Bothers podcast. As always, I'm your host, Greg, joined by my co-host. Hey, it's your girl, Chris Cash. What you doing, y'all? This is the boy, CJ, CJ City. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's your boy, Q. Hey, fuck it is, dummies. Happy New Year. It's your boy, Tony. Happy New Year to all of y'all. So, as always, family, you can find us at Young Black from Baldwin or anywhere you can listen to podcasts, including iTunes, Google, or Spotify. Uh, dang, we have not done a show in three weeks. I know they hate us. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. You guys. So, let's That's start been on their month. Let's start on a high note, other than the fact that we all probably high right now. I am. <laughs> I am not. No, no, Chris, you got to hurry up, man. <laughs> so, so what did y'all do for New Year's? Oh, I went to Philly. Mm. And it was actually, oh my God. So I went to Philly and it ended up being a great experience, even though it was almost a horrible experience. How is it almost horrible? Well, my friends that were dating at the time, they got into a big argument and they're not dating anymore, which I'm really sad about. I like them as a couple. Mm. But um, yeah, so then we went to Philly. It was $40 to get in that club. What? I don't even think it was worth that, but I bit the bullet and paid. I did manage to steal a bottle. 
from there, you know, and finesse my friends with it. See? So I guess it wasn't too, it was, to me, it was a great time. Uh-huh. I got to sleep in a nice bed because my homegirl got a, uh, a hotel. Shout out to you, Yelly. Mm. Thanks for the telly. I got you next time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was my New Year's Eve. Of course, I was off the Henny, privilege and regular. Oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> what about you, CJ? What did you do for New Year's? Uh, I kept it. I kept it subtle, man. I just went to my man house. He had a little function at his uh at his spot, so we just went over there, had some played some cards, you know, had some drinks or whatever, bought some mm-hmm. drinks over, you know, watched the ball drop. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Talking trash with just folks, good people we know and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's all. It was all good. Mm-hmm. Tony, what about you? He threw this bitch ass party, <laughs> and. My cousin got a smoker, so he smoked these wings. They were so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And it was dope. And as soon as the nigga said Happy New Year, I was out. Because being out on New Year's makes me so nervous. And I definitely passed seven accidents on the way back to my apartment. Oh, yeah. Well, what'd you do, Q? Actually, you're going to be so shocked and surprised. I stayed home. What? I stayed home. I um, <clears throat> I had a bottle of wine at home. I had a couple of a couple of Heinekens. Um, at midnight, I corked, uncorked the wine, and I drank my wine at home. I drank my beers at home, and now, mm-hmm. um, since then, I have not had a drink because I'm in. I am participating in dry dry January. Okay, all right. You sound like me. Wow. Um, dang. For New Year's, I think I told y'all, but I went to a dry wedding. My first ever dry wedding. Um, oh, that had to be boring. Oh, okay, this sounds <laughs> terrible. Why the fuck would you do that? Well, well you were smart. It was the it's the wife's coworkers and well coworker and her husband. So shout out to them. I'm not gonna say their name because you know. I don't no, know. we're not gonna shout out a dry ass wedding. No, well, he's, he's, no he's, I, it, 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 it was a dry wedding, meaning obviously no alcohol. Um, it was at a church for the actual ceremony, and then the reception they did it at a restaurant, which you know had the DJ and music. The there was no alcohol at the restaurant? No. Um, there was alcohol. You had to go downstairs and go get it at the actual bar. They sent y'all to hell to go get alcohol. I just want to throw yeah. that out there. Well, luckily, I had my flask from the two groomsmen that did not show up from the wedding. So the wife and I filled that up with some alcohol. We had three or four drinks before we left the house. Listen, um, listen. Um, speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of flask from the wedding, I need... I, I need I, I need to get in touch with, with your mom, Greg, okay. and get my flask. Hey, guys, listen. I have dry a, January is over. I have a breaking announcement. What's to that? all of my friends that are listening to this, please don't invite me to no dry-ass wedding. Seriously, <laughs> like, I'm not going to fucking come. And I'm going to shame you for the rest of our days for having a dry wedding. That sounds fucking awful. All you people doing dry weddings, stop it. People don't want to go. Well, his, here was my, I don't want to say it was, it wasn't an issue with the wedding because the wedding was beautiful. Um, she came down the aisle. She was singing a song as she came down the aisle. They, um, there was this tradition that they had. She was singing um, in her white people voice? No, she was black. Well, no, she was, um, she's black and like Latina, which, you know. Oh, she's singing in her Celia Cruz voice? Yeah. So what she does is she comes down the aisle or whatever. And then they did a tradition that I've never actually seen. So if anybody's listening, I can't remember. I want to say it's Catholic, where they wash each other's feet. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah some Catholic shit. Yeah, so they watch each other's feet. That was the first time I'd ever seen it at a wedding. Usually I've seen, like, you know, it's I guess it's something that they do afterwards or something, and you hear about it, but that was unique. And then they did this thing where they lasso each other with a rope, and that was nice. The lack of alcohol was the only thing that kind of, like, bothered me, so I had to get as drunk as I could possibly get. And Greg, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, but this will be my last dry wedding. Um, note to anybody who does decide to do a dry wedding, don't do it on New Year's Eve because <laughs> that's, that's a terrible idea. Don't do it the day after New Year's. Don't do it the day after that. Don't fucking go to no dry ass wedding. Yeah. Like if but what, what if it was a soda bar? A what? It, 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 a soda bar. Like yeah, you was a soda can bar. make soda. The way you want, and add like maybe what do you call those uh cherries into it? Oh, like oh, maraschino cherries, maraschino cherries. Yeah, you can do that. Pineapple, like it's just it's a soda bar, or you could get like virgin daiquiris. I think that would be cool if what? you had to do uh, it, not I mean, or like or like a slurpy machine. I think for this wedding, it was more so, you know, no. they were trying to be, I don't want to say they were trying to be limited, but they wanted people to have as much fun as they can. But the thing is, she didn't. Without alcohol? Well, here's the thing. She doesn't drink because her family doesn't drink. So I understand that notion. But. None the, of these niggas drink? Yeah, but the, the dating was all off because for me, I'm like, it's New Year's Eve. People have come to come to celebrate you and your husband. And I get it that you don't drink, but that doesn't mean everybody else can't. So as a result, I'm sure that people were leaving early to go and celebrate New Year's at a bar across the street, down the street. Yeah, appropriately with a drink. Yeah, because even though I don't drink as much as I did in 2018, I'm saying that, like, we're not nine days in. But, yeah, um, New Year's Eve without drinking is kind of odd. Even if it's a glass of wine, there was no wine. Um, when we had the midnight toast, it was apple cider. So I was like, oh, boy, this is like, yeah. Um but I mean, shout out to them for the wedding, and I'm hoping for nothing but good things for the future for them. But that was New Year. Um, I guess now that we're in 2019, we need to go and start off with the fact that Centoya Brown was gla- uh, granted clemency after serving 15 years in prison. Yay! Mm-hmm. Even though it was some bullshit, but yeah, I'm I, glad I, that she I, I think she uh <laughs> I think she pulled a fast one on him, but it's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, so she sixteen. Like she's been there since she was sixteen. She's um they said that she is like two one or two classes away from getting her bachelor's. Um she's thirty years old now. She'll be released uh on parole supervision after August seventh. Me personally, I'm like, just let her go. All that supervision, like why? Like, no. Um, but apparently in 2004, she killed Johnny Mitchell Allen for soliciting sex from her. And then he took her back to her house. Basically, like he stole her, but she's lost 15 years of her life for defending herself. And we can get, we're going to get to the bitch ass nigga R. Kelly a little bit later on. Oh my God. We're going to save that. We're going to save that. But yeah, uh, shout out to her. Um, even like the people who you wouldn't expect that, like the Kim Kardashians who were on her side and letting her attorneys, you know, be used for the case and everything, all that matters. So, God, Kim Kardashian is trying to do something. Some I don't know what she's trying to do, but she's trying to she's trying to seduce black people's sentiments. Y'all notice that? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say something. She's like the white people whispering because she anything Donald she says to Donald Trump, he does. 
I'm, I'm going to tell you what's ironic. I thought that, but then after seeing Jordan Peele's Us trailer, I'm convinced that her and Kanye switched brains. Probably. I'm really upset with Kanye, and I just, I saw a video of him. I was high shit the other day, <laughs> and I was watching, I got, you know, you go through them rabbit holes on YouTube, and I saw this stream of videos, and one of them, this nigga was like having a breakdown in the fucking radio show. He was like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, he was about to cry. And it was like, nigga, like, calm down. What's wrong with you? I really hope he finds some help. And I really hope that the people around him force him to get some help. I, I don't know what type of, like, cult that, you know, Christina is running. But um, if it's anything like R. Kelly's, it's going to end soon. So, um, hey, you know, I was looking up. Not really looking up, but I was looking at something from people from some hometown. And it was like all the Jenners, and it was like Caitlyn Jenner, and then it was like Olympic, Olympic something. Mm. And I was like, no, nah, nigga, Caitlyn Jenner was not Olympic, nothing. Mm. What's the name? Bruce Jenner was Olympic. Like, I feel like you have no accolades. You have to start all over again. I feel like if you switch your sex and identity, you should have to recreate your whole life. Go back to kindergarten and everything. I thought that too. Like, I think like we had a, we actually on this show, we did it when we were talking about this uh, transition that, you know, Caitlin had made from Bruce. And if the Olympic medals and everything were supposed to be valid, are they valid? Does he, you know, does she still get to claim that? Because if so, don't they have to change the metrics of the sport? I don't know. I was never a fan of this training shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, Tony's going to be problematic in 2019, I see. Oh, <laughs> this never sat well with me. <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait. We're gonna get some listener letters. Shout out, uh, we're gonna put Tony the artist, DA artist 06 at Instagram. Go ahead and give him any type of comments. I like send that shit my way. I promise you, I will not read it. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So, do we need to start with Trump? Yes, we do. So, yeah, he just gave a speech, guys. Yeah, do all That's why himself? I kept clicking out because I was. Slightly watching it. <laughs> he, boy, is he giving speeches or is he giving those little seg- uh, what do you call? Well, them? no, this was his first primetime speech ever. So, like, you know how every other normal president actually gives like a State of the Union and shit or something. Yeah, <laughs> like has Trump been in the State of the Union since he's been in office? No. I don't think so. No, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but okay, and um. So, yeah, this is his first primetime speech, and he's basically saying through the new trade agreement, the wall's going to get paid for. Um, Mexico's going to end up paying for it, essentially. <laughs> but we're going to pay for it up front. What, nigga? What? Wait, what? Which is crazy because, hello, the whole thing you were saying, Mexico is going to pay for this wall. Not he sounds like such a fucking moron. Oh, and it's going to be made of steel, no longer concrete. So Listen, you'll probably get to see through it, and it has like demon pegs at the top, so it can kill people if you try to climb it. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Hey guys, I really want everybody to know this. Listen, to everybody, okay? Donald Trump building a wall is ridiculous because there's already a wall there, and it's been there for quite some time. And God forbid, here's here's the big portion. You ready, guys? What's up? God forbid these people know how to climb. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, no, they have the death spikes. They're gonna, they're gonna die. No, the people want to like, get away. They a little, a little pokey pokes ain't gonna hurt them, dog. They're gonna, like, <coughs> it's gonna be terrible. Well, the thing is, like, I just read an article today. This reminds me of them cartoons where it'd be like somebody goes into this alternate future and it's real dark and like stormy and everything's black and it has those big fences with the scary shit on top. That's what I feel like Donald Trump's trying to do. You're trying to like. I've already hold the U.S. government hostage. But that's him. He apparently right at the end of the year, he did something with the food stamp recipients. So he was punishing them for doing, you know, I guess, did he take it away, Q, or? He took away food stamps? Snap? No, he didn't take it away. So basically what happens is if this, sh- if this, if this tantrum shutdown oh, yeah. continues, then food then stamps will run out of yeah. funding. Yeah. So he's basically trying to kill all birds with one stone. Trying to get them poor people out of here. I just so well. We're at what day eighteen? Uh, That's going to start give so much crime, though. That's going to start so much crime. Yeah. yeah what news had to steal and kill <laughs> to survive? It's crazy. CNN has already produced the fact checking of tonight's speech from oh. Trump. MSNC hey, was live, was fact-checking live. I'm watching this and he's, I'm, well, I'm reading it. The first fact was all Americans are hurt by uncontrolled illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> Trump said the wall will also be paid for indirectly by the great trade deal we have made with Mexico. That has not even been signed off on. First of all, indirectly, yeah. so who's paying for- if so it, we're paying for it up niggas. front. If it's two niggas and it's indirectly shit and one of them not paying, I guess that's us. One in three women are sexually assaulted on a dangerous trek up through Mexico. Oh, what? I'm, first of all, how does he know what the <laughs> women are going through in Mexico? Like, and if they're being sexually assaulted on the trek up through Mexico, on the trek. aren't Aren't they getting assaulted in Mexico? So now we want them to come to America exactly. to be safe. I don't know. Sounds a little no, crazy Chris, because they're taking our jobs. What jobs? He doesn't uh, work. I mean, there's always He's always jobs. in um, Marcelago. He's never in the White House. Yeah, Donald Trump. You know, I think that we should take some of your money from your little vacations and pay these people that can't go to work. I'm telling you, Trump is like. Well, some Congress people have already pledged that they will be giving their checks back to the United States Treasury. But at the same time, it's like, okay, cool, you did that. But that's still not going to help the average, everyday American that's working here at TSA, working for free. And they already have the worst morale in the whole DHS. It Let me tell you something. I would never free. work for free. If the government shut down and I worked for the goddamn government and that shit was shut down for more than like. Today? I mean, they're legally binded. They have to. They <laughs> can really face severe consequences. But it's at this point where it's like, okay. But you really holding the government. You really holding the country hostage. Like you yeah, don't care. That's why they're people. being sued right now. <laughs> so let me get this right. With this whole shutdown thing, it's affecting a lot of people. We were just talking about the wedding that I went to. In it's New- also not a full oh, shutdown. So we should we should say that too. It's a partial. Yeah, it's partial shutdown. Okay, so partial. So, for example, there's certain things like the taxes. Obviously, like you can make payments on your taxes, but if this holds out for months, you could be behind or actually getting your returns. And then for people who got married recently, like the one that we just went to in New Year's, 
they aren't using the marriage licenses, which I think they expire in 30 days anyway. So how does that take effect? Got married on New Year's in D.C. and now can't verify their marriage. Well, first of well, first of well, first of all, that that has been that has been remedied. Um, <clears throat> the council passed unanimously the Love Act. Mm-hmm. So the until until the federal until the federal government reopens the part that shut down reopens. Um, you can. Well, as of Thursday, once once um, Mayor Mayor Bowser gets back from Las Vegas, <laughs> because she's at because she's at CES right now. Yeah. CES. I wanted to get invited this year, but they were like, "No, you're oh, not important um, enough." She will sign it into law, and it's an, it's it's emergency legislation here. And, okay, so those of you who are listening who are not from DC, y'all know that DC is not a state. We are a District. district of the federal government and there's ways that DC can get laws enacted immediately without having to go through the 90 day review process the 90 day review of Congress yeah. and that's why I passed the emergency legislation so emergency legislation gets um, enacted right away so as of, after Thursday, as of Thursday Marriage licenses will be able. You'll be able to get if you if you're getting married in DC and want to, if you're getting married in DC and want to get a DC marriage license, you will be able to do so after Thursday. Mm. Well, that's good. It's still fuck Trump. Uh, Wait, so you couldn't get marriage license? <laughs> no, because because Superior Court is a federal eight because the the court system in DC is federally funded. The marriage bureau was deemed non-essential. Mm-mm-mm. Um, yeah, who the fuck made I wasn't trying to get married. I know. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. That is, wow. That's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try not to sneeze. <laughs> no, you. You. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can't like, believe no. that, man. That's real. <laughs> Oh, so I got what? Is, what is next on the docket? So, this whole Tiffany Haddish thing. Oh. <laughs> Do we want to talk about this? Because me personally, I just don't think she's funny. It was kind of bad. I mean, I don't think she's not funny, but I don't think she's just, like. I think she's still blossoming in her craft. Like she's still yeah, relatively new. Uh, like, she bombed on stage doing a stand up, and you know stand up is really hard for people who you got. It takes a certain kind of person to do stand up and be able to just you know talk to an empty crowd and get jokes. Like that's not an easy skill, and to expect her to be like on the level of Monique or the level of like um, what's some more those people, and she hasn't even done none of that. I feel like it's a little absurd. From yeah. her fans, so I could kind of understand that she bombed, or she's still like developing her craft. Like, like mm-hmm. she said, every job has bad days. Yeah, uh, I just think between her and Kevin Hart, they've just had a bad like 2019 to begin with. With her bombing, and all comedians do bomb, so we can't sit here and act like they don't. Um, Dave Chappelle bombed when he did the comeback tour that he did, or whatever. The first night he bombed. He's kind of scary now. A, a lot of motherfuckers are scary right now, including you know. I keep alluding to it because people gonna have to hear this one. But you know, our um, 
our resident Chicagoan, Mr. R. Kelly, but we'll we'll get to him because. Hey, y'all remember when R. Kelly used to do bad shit and they come out with a gospel song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they brought that up. In there. Yeah, there's one coming. There's, there's, a, there's you 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 guarantee. Right. I guarantee you, there's one already in the works. Yeah, but we gonna call behind the bars. We gonna get there. Remember, do y'all <laughs> actually? Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll like set the scene forward. If you haven't at this point heard our episode about R. Kelly admitting that he did it, you need to go back to I want to say it's episode sixteen, and we called this shit. Nobody else yeah. wanted to like you know. I heard people say, "Well, y'all were wrong." When you know, when I was still in that group, me group, they were you know advocating for him. Well, he you know, y'all have to separate the music from the man. We must, we hey, must I'm not even going to fake on you, all right? I've never liked R. Kelly's music. I never thought, except I Believe I Can Fly, which immediately became an overdone song. So like, you, you ain't like Michael Jackson or R. Kelly. I'm starting to question you. I've never <laughs> liked R. Kelly. I don't think he's that great of a singer. I think he has some catchy hits that you could dance to at like a middle-aged person's cookout, like Step in the Name of Love and shit. I like, I think R. Kelly, for me, he has a lot of songs that I really like. But, okay, let me tell y'all. I was just having a discussion with one of my good friends, and I'm like, okay, the only thing I don't agree with, with this whole boycott R. Kelly music thing, is them dick people in general dictating what you listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, personally, that's a slippery slope. Like today, it's like don't listen to the sex offender, but tomorrow it might be like don't listen to this man preach about Jesus. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I just I think it's a very touchy situation when you start to get into the people's own free will and their ability to. That's how I feel about when it's a baby is cold outside off the air. I was really upset about that. Well. We we going should we just we need to just do it. So let me set the scene. Um, I'm gonna go with what Chris said, and then we just gonna go. I have a question. People ask like they're surprised by all of this, but we knew. No, this. I'm not. <laughs> Ain't nobody surprised, and it's still going on right now. So it's not like nothing happened. But it's I'm like, like why are we? Up. I'm like, but here's my thing. Where did this come from? They just finished the. They They've finished had these allegations for years. So, like, but where did this documentary? Come? Why did you all of a sudden like? Oh, it's, it's, it's the it's the it's the movement. It's the movement. It's the Me Too movement no, and no. A, another one. I was like, y'all went and found this man like R. Kelly because niggas have known this. Like, I'm thirty. I'm really thirty. I have stopped listening to R. Kelly music right at the Space Jam. Like, like I, it, it was the mute R. Kelly movement that brought it back up in the Buzzfeed article about the sex cult. And her the girl's parents coming out saying like my daughter is literally in a sex call. Mm-hmm. But R. Kelly's issue is he just doesn't know when to stop. So obviously we about to just talk about it because we might as well. But then I'm like, don't you think he's setting himself up? Because you came out with a song called "I Admit It." Like, did you not know this shit was gonna happen? Well, now he's under. Wasn't even good. Well, now he's under. Now he's under investigation in Georgia, and that just came. Mm-hmm. That just broke today. Thank God. Yeah. From that damn song, so you should have kept your mouth. Not even from the song and the documentary helped. But who decided? Hey, I'm gonna make a fucking documentary about our goddamn Kelly. Yeah. Well, like, why did you pick this one person? I think our Kelly stuff is so random to me. He's such a random artist, like or singer, whatever you want to call him. Like it'd be I'm, like it's random. Nigga got a sex cult. <laughs> what? 
What are you talking about? But this this has been building with him for years. Though. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Hey, look, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to want people to look at things for at one thing though, because I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, it's definitely fuck R. Kelly. I'm, I'm definitely not supporting him, but I just want people to, and I don't, I'm not making this a black or white thing, but I want people to look at one thing that's in perspective. This shit was not accepted in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real, they accepted this shit. Like the the average video vixen girl was sixteen years old, sixteen, seventeen years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's what the age was. Yeah, those, those other guys were older, but they was like sixteen, seventeen. You know what I'm right. saying? And scientifically, honestly, they say when whenever a woman is able to carry a child, she's able to have sex. Scientifically, I think we get well, I mean, including me, we we are conditioned to be like this. Is, this is inappropriate to talk to a girl this age because of the way the school system is set up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, these person is great because of the school system that was set up by, you know, whatever. I'm not saying this shit is right or cool, but I think we all conditioned to think it's a little bit sicker than what it actually is. Man, it's like ultimate humane shit. I you mean, know what I'm saying? Go ahead. But I just think people in general, well, humans, mankind in general has a history of fan- fantasizing young girls. Mm-hmm. Even Pocahontas was 12 years old and we got the motherfucking cartoon teach young girls like it's okay to sleep with John oh, Smith. Was only 12? John, yes, she was 12 years old when John Smith, a 36-year-old man. And we got a Disney film about this. So the shit ain't right. Like going on it's always been romanticized. Oh, older man, sugar daddy. Like listen to the terms. Like the shit is just not cool. And I feel like it's tough to expect women who are young and vulnerable to have some type of real say in what they're doing and to have these buzzards and y'all doing XYZ and niggas enabling them. I mean, I just can't agree with it, yo. I don't agree with the mental manipulation, the mental manipulation of it, of course, uh, manipulation of it, of course, because we know for a fact, uh, you know, you, age don't have a mature, maturity don't have an age on it, but we know certain you know, majority of the time is like Shorty no don't know what game he running. Right, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, me, uh, oh boy, I've been holding it in because I was trying to try to get y'all shit off. So let me just set the scene again. So, Malia Michelle, I don't know if you are familiar with her, but she's the stripper who don't actually strip. She just be on the stage, but you never see her naked for some fucking reason. What? Yeah, so this is she's, oh, she's a stripper. become one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so this joint, she gets on uh, on Instagram defending R. Kelly. Now, oh God. she says in a lengthy ass post, mind you, I'm gonna read the entire thing because people, she's probably deleted it, so you can't find it. So she says, "Okay, I'll say my piece as a woman who had been dancing for a very long time. These women are not innocent little lambs. We all seen the P video and the little girl definitely knew what she was doing. And it definitely was not her first time. The problem is greed and control. I don't contone acting out on your uh, acting out of your character. I don't give a fuck who it is. I know celebrities and ball players who some are the most. What is this? Despicable people they are. And just because people let them, especially the women. Look, at 13, I was fucking, and there was nothing anyone could do about it. At that point, I just stopped. Oh, 13. Oh, God. This woman is obviously delusional and needs help. She needs fucking help. 
Well, here's, 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 here's my issue with her. We didn't need to know that you were fucking at 13. For you. you didn't prove a point. You made it worse. <laughs> yeah, so that means you were molested at 13. Yeah. And probably so, before then, because I'm sure you didn't start off this fucking. So just like I stopped right there so we can have context, there's no context. Well, she just kept going. She says, fucking like a jackrabbit. In fact, most of the men I slept with happened before I was 18 and I was a hot twat. It was a scientific... It's a scientific fact that we got into the stage at life at this age. So similar to what CJ said about like, you know, the being able to give birth at the age, blah, blah, blah. So these girls will set your ass up and take you for all you got. I've seen it too many times. I've been ganged up on by women for pimps and I've been done so shady by women for celebs. I also had men hit on me since I was nine. My body been this way since I came out the womb. Wait a fucking minute. What? Your body has been the way it is now since the womb. Keep, well, I'll keep going. Can we not give birds attention on this? <laughs> yeah, she's not like saying anything. <laughs> birds. I, I just gotta keep reading this shit because it, it's that it gets better. It's one. It's like a movie that like you know the end is gonna be trash, but at least the middle part is <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> this is her. So she says. There's a huge difference between being innocent and riding a nigga's dick like you 25. I don't think of yourselves and it's disgusting how they can post something or someone. Uh, let me see. Something or someone and you get excited and emotional. All the shit in the world that they keep under wraps, but they airing this man out now. He must be tired of somebody's shit. Somebody high up. All these hoes y'all look up to. I see y'all post them. They've been fucking niggas for ages and they only make it into these high positions because they've been down with the get down. So when you come at me about some shit, I look at you and laugh my ass off because you don't know the half. I've been around a long time and believe me, y'all fool as fuck. I, I believe that part. I believe her I believe that part. I believe it was way more sick motherfuckers than R. Kelly than was being put off. That's why I was like, all right, we lynching them because we know all the fucking hollywood niggas is sick that's what y'all not getting all of them is nasty so I, I, r I'm, kelly I'm, just got caught like i'm gonna so say much this shit going on in hollywood you when think it comes to Malaya, parties and all that shit was just them you think nobody was coming to them parties I'm, i mean harry wasn't fucking all them bitches by himself neither was neither was uh what you call it r kelly it's some nasty people. Hey, yeah, uh, I was R. It's R. Kelly, a lot of people being silent, and y'all some no ass niggas. I'd be like, y'all mute me. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I need my money. Fuck that. Ho ass niggas. <laughs> I watched the documentary today. Dude's own father, girl, own father on there talking about some. I didn't know R. Kelly was gonna do that. Hell no, nah. not my daughter. We out at concert. My daughter sitting next Why to me. Why the fuck would you Kelly. take her to a concert? Why yeah. the fuck are you letting R. Kelly bring her on stage? My daughter wouldn't be talking to no mm-hmm. damn R. Kelly. Now, let me, look let at me that nigga like, I'll kill you. I will what, kill you, bro. What I got from the documentary, all six fucking parts, is they interviewed the right ones for the wrong fucking reasons. Um, this includes the parents. This includes the manager. Um, all they needed to do was just add R. Kelly and have a fucking round table. And it would have been a round table of fuckery. So they started with uh, like Sparkle. Everybody known mm. for the past 15 fucking 20 years, Sparkle ain't shit. You've been this man's 
backup singer since he started. Ever since he stole Aaron Hall, who's also a fucking pedophile. Like, you stole his whole gag, and now you're doing the same shit he's doing. He just ain't getting caught because he only had two fucking hints. Like, hits. I don't, I'm not even mad at Sparkle, <laughs> to be honest. I think she's played a very good part. I'm glad that she came nah. forward. It must have took a lot of strength to see your own niece nah, get nah. pissed on by R. Kelly. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That... I get where you're going, but the issue with it, though, is she was completely fine with him fucking Aaliyah and fucking these girls on tour buses, getting them pregnant, having miscarriages, ruining a perfect fucking song that Michael Jackson sung so ever so beautifully. You fucked that up because... One thing about her parents, though. Her parents damn near lying right now, nah, saying I'm... that Aaliyah never did nothing. We already know that's a lie. Can I just say this? Fuck any parent who took the money. Check. Yeah, took money took from Mark Kelly. The fucking check. I get it. You thought that hey, my daughter's sixteen. This is gonna make her big. I know she's destined to be a star. R. Kelly says, "Hey, I'll give you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That you know, your daughter comes and lives with me for six months, and then you're like, sure. Like here, here's my fucking sold your daughter to yeah. R. Kelly. You get mind you." All, all the women in this documentary that kind of pissed me off, and I'm not trying to, like, mansplain this shit. I swear to God, I'm not. My issue, though, was all of them said similar things. It was like, okay, is this shit that he's conditioned y'all to say that now that you're an adult, that's what's stuck in your brain? They're like, oh, yeah. Well, I knew about Aaliyah, but I didn't think that it was something serious. Now, anybody who has been born in, like, 1998 and beyond may not get this shit. People who didn't read, uh, read Word Up magazine and all that may not know this. Um but there was a lot of shit that went down with that whole Aaliyah situation. Look at the fucking album cover. He's look, uh, AJ nothing but a number. This man is standing behind her looking like a fucking creep. That's, uh, that shit is so I weird. just can't. I'm not going to say that that has anything to do. Like, abuse is difficult to read. Like, when you're dealing with a victim of abuse, they almost are so, like, dissociated, mm-hmm. like, so removed from the actual abuse that you can't really say like well why are you coming out now it might have just really took that time for it to come out this way yeah and that's that's the approach a lot of people are taking wrong it's asking them why are they coming out now it's not that they're coming out you could come out in 25 years and people should feel sympathy the fine line between the two is the fact that you're not only going against this person but you're saying things like, yeah, I stayed, I went back, and we get it. That's conditioning. What is that uh, syndrome called? Stockholm syndrome. So we know that that is prevalent and something that happens. The issue is when you started being at 16, 17, 18, and this shit is continuing, y'all know that this is what he does. He's been doing this shit for years. You as not talking about the children, the fucking parents. They knew this stuff. Like the girl, um, what's her name? Um, Dominique. So you're trying to tell me her mother and father are all of a sudden upset. So you're only upset for one or two things. One, because she's basically become of age and she's like, hey, fuck y'all, I'm good. Like, you know, I'm an adult. I do what I want. And y'all miss y'all, you know, you miss your daughter. Or you're missing them checks that y'all aren't getting because R. Kelly is not making the same money he was fucking making from them space down. Well, she wanted to go originally, and her mother said that she couldn't, like, 
Mm-hmm. It was either like be done completely with my daughter or just be like, okay, go ahead. But if the phone call stopped and they're not allowing them, I can understand how that can happen with that woman. Like, I really can. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh, them checks stopped. So that's why they coming out. Because it don't seem like that to me. Like, it didn't seem like any of these women were talking to get a check. That's because they don't I get mean, essentially, Yeah, R. Kelly is broke for real, for real right yeah. now. So imagine if like I feel he's definitely broke. Yeah, he's broke as fuck. So imagine when the checks stop. Now you like that or the non, you know, the NDAs expired because they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh well, now I can talk my shit. I've been holding this in for ten years. Let me get my, you know, this shit off my chest. The woman who directed the actual like miniseries of the surviving R. Kelly, she's had a gripe with him for years. Um, so what she did was she put like people who are editors and chiefs of essence magazine and you know jet the same magazines who propped him up in like 2009 when he was on the cover and i think he um he's done the essence festival twice but you interviewed her from essence and she's talking like he's a big piece of shit but i'm like oh he's a big piece of shit as long as he's making you money now all of a sudden you know his money is dried up you know the well's done or whatever and he can't pay these people. Everybody coming out the woodworks like, oh, we got this shit to say. Everybody got a tell-all book. Sparkle all of a sudden knows all this information that <laughs> Sparkle is so funny. Yeah, she none of this shit she knew ten years ago. Now she's like, well, I know for a fact that it was my niece. You won't speak this, her this, name. This, this, this my shit. Why the fuck? I right, go ahead, Greg. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like, why was she? This is what blows me. What she did? Why she drop a single at the fucking? Why she drop a single as soon as the show? The second <laughs> stuff earned, yeah. First of all, who the fuck yeah. even remembers Sparkle like I mean, that? Sparkle need to check too, y'all. She look though, chill. She couldn't wait. Uh, she couldn't wait until Valentine's Day. <laughs> the song was supposed to be to bring abuse victims together. But how do you that Chris? That shit making that shit make that fucks with the integrity of the whole program. When this really is Sparkle, I fucking laugh. Sure. I ain't even really <laughs> read about the song. But we take that whole video. I knew the moment that was pretty I saw fast that old the goddamn black song. teacher talk. I knew that they was telling the truth. Yeah. But and his thing, the you, old black lady told the truth. Yeah, she was. The old black lady was that Asante. Uh, that last girl, the thirty-five year old, she been lying like shit. I can just yeah. tell she. I don't think she lied, but I think she just a dumb broad. Which was <laughs> stupid. She, you can put her in the category of you're, is this you're on Netflix? Dumb. Where's this thing? Mind like, you, I why did you? I mean. I'm not going to call any abuse victim stupid, so I shouldn't say that. I take that back. But mm-hmm. I'm just really like, girl, you were 33 years old, had a nice job. Like, you, you really know, had, she's with, she's with had a lot to live for. I wonder what was like the hold that he had on her. Like, What did he say that he had that she couldn't get? Apparently, death threats and all that, like it, with those those NDAs, I'm sure he had something in writing. If Drake can go and have shit in writing that tells women, hey, you got to put your phone in the closet before I fuck you and stuff like that, and you can't post on social media because that's the type of shit that these rappers do nowadays. Imagine R. Kelly's thing is like ironclad. Um, the issue with R. Kelly, I don't know if it's just the age getting to them, but for a nigga who can't read, you got an attorney who has said on camera, on film, that he forged the marriage certificate for Aaliyah. He didn't do it personally. He had another person do it. But Mm -hmm. he he admitted this shit on national TV. If I'm a cop, I'm like, okay, this nigga's going to jail today. 
Like, not Sunday. <laughs> not Sunday. This nigga, that's the equivalent. And, and then the nigga had a smirk on his face. I was like, yeah, I'll shoot this nigga. Bro, you got... You got the jailbait ass uh, brother from R. Kelly saying, well, I don't see a problem with him marrying, you know, dating underage women. Nigga, it's, what? Like, <laughs> you said it's a preference. Yeah. I, I like older women. I was like, yo, get this nigga off the TV, though. So I don't know if I was just, like, if I was just having a slow day or what. But I'm, like, he you know, has I'm to like, get off the TV. He has to get off the TV. <laughs> You, you ever like sat somewhere and somebody said something so stupid you look beside you as if somebody could confirm it Wait, no did, did, did that happen yeah no there was no one there i'm sitting there listening to this man this man's brother said that just because he likes younger women like it's a preference nigga like i like quarter pounder with cheese don't mean i need to eat six big macs to confirm that sh- nick no like he, your brother's a rapist and i get it like you know, he was molested by his sister, allegedly. But R. Kelly don't speak on that shit. Mm-hmm. R- R- yeah, R. Kelly got some shit about him. His <laughs> sister molested him when he was like eight years old. Yeah, a lot of these niggas in the industry do a lot of stuff. I know I was going to say it, you know, about Diddy and the whole Usher situation, because everybody needs to know Yo, that. Y'all think this should be happening in other countries? Of course it does. It could happen on a way worse scale, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I won't say. No, it's, especially in India. Oh my God. Yeah. I ain't never been to India. But R. Kelly is just not, he, he ain't shit. Sparkle ain't shit. Honestly, they put, they interviewed the wrong people. Interview Ron Osley and say, hey, all them bitches that he stole on your songs, like, how old? <laughs> like, we hold up. Ron Osley might be another one, so he might be one of them stay quiet. That's, that's what I'm saying. Ron Osley might be. Okay, but even though y'all are saying he need to be quiet, they interview people who didn't need to be interviewed. You interviewed Charlemagne. He just went through some shit last year where he had his attorney saying that he didn't do this with women, blah, 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 even though it was proven. Then you got Joe Buttons, who he literally, did he punch the girl, uh, the girl in the stomach or he stood on her stomach or something like that? You got Tahiri? What did you do with Tahiri? Uh, not Tahiri, the other, I, I can't remember her name. I'll fact uh-huh. check it and come up with it later. Um... Who who else was problematic? Wendy Williams. Uh, she just been problematic fucking forever. So her whole career, her whole career problematic. Yeah, Everything yeah. Been problematic. I feel bad for Wendy. Actually. Yeah, she went through some shit right now. But the thing is, you notice there were certain things that they didn't mention on that documentary. One being oh, the, yeah, the Jay Z um, "Best of Both Worlds" thing. The first single of that fucking album. Both I'm of not them guilty, Jigga. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not guilty. Yeah. yeah. No. yeah. Yeah, basically, it was a situation where Jay-Z was, you know, getting indicted. He was on trial for the stabbing. Yeah, the stabbing. And then R. Kelly, he's trying to stab 13, 14-year-olds with his dick, right? So oh, he, no, no. Wow, wow, wow. I have to take it there, Tony. I'm sorry, because the magnitude of shit is serious. We talk about this on Group Me all the fucking time. But that was a very visual statement. <laughs> yes, very. <laughs> Honestly, that's what, it, that's what it needs to take. If it needs to be that serious, it needs to be. So, um, basically... They had two trash ass albums together. Um, what, what people didn't mention was after R. Kelly and you know Jay Z, which I think the album came out in two thousand, right? I think Aaliyah at that point. Yeah, was, it was like literally at two thousand. That was in two thousand. Yeah. That was in two thousand. And Aaliyah, everything happened within like years of each other. That yeah. album in two thousand, and Aaliyah died that summer. So let me. Yeah, two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. she died in two thousand and one. Um, outside of her dying in two thousand and one. It was a situation where she had like the movies and everything, but R. Kelly and you know, I think not R. Kelly, um, Jay Z and Dame Dash, they had a little thing where they both liked Aaliyah, but 
at the same time, Jay-Z was also preying on Beyonce. And there's been history saying that he was following her and he was in love with her since she was 16 years old. So niggas are like, they are creeps, bro. Like, this is the industry. These are dudes that we listen to and all the women like, oh, well. He dated Rosario at 18 or some shit like exactly. that. Exactly. Maybe it's just me and I'm just a regular ass dude who probably couldn't get this pussy because I don't make that much money. But you know, when, when I say this, I'm setting the scene here. So you have all these dudes, yeah. you have dudes like Jay-Z who could be dating women who are 35, 40, you know, your age that are beautiful women and actually want to be with you. But you want to go and fuck with children because you want to take their innocence because either your innocence was taken or you're like, well, no other man has had that. And I'm sure that's R. Kelly's thing is he's like, I want something nobody else has had. You know what else R. Kelly hasn't had? A good fucking album in the last eight years. Chocolate Factory did, bang. No, that's why he's doing this. <laughs> Listen to me. All right. That's why he's doing this. All right. The whole thing is a setup so that he can go to jail and come out with another gospel song. No, he's oh going to do the gospel album before he goes to jail. Because well, his, yeah, sales will all, his sales always skyrocket after that nigga get out of jail. I'm he's not getting out of jail. He's about to be right up there with Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? So, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, same prison. Hey, y'all, uh, can we... Can we I'm, I'm going to just say that for what's bothering me. <laughs> so j- just in closing, I don't know if y'all have anything else to say, but um, Master P said that, you know, those parents, yeah, he basically said the parents shouldn't have let it go that far. I agree with him because T.R.U., nigga. <laughs> let me see if I can play the audio. Yeah, I don't, can we really blame the parents? Part of me feels like we should. But the other part of me is like, if your child is like 16. Why are you taking like, your daughter to an R. Kelly concert? And everything you know. Is like, first Ding. of all, how are they meeting this person? How are they meeting him? And then, like, you can't control, you can't lock down a person. Like, it's not like you can, but you can't. All right, Tony, I'm going I'm to give you a, a something. I'm going to give you a story. You have a daughter, right? And your baby mom, she goes to a R. Kelly concert. Her, you know, your daughter is 12 or 13 at this time, and there's no babysitter. You're busy. They go to an R. Kelly concert. Because your wife or your lady is a fan. I also want to let it be known that no wife or daughter of mine has ever went to a fucking R. Kelly concert. And we'll we'll, we'll go with that closing. So either way, they both go to the concert together. R. Kelly, he has the option between your 21-plus wife to say, hey, come backstage if you you can sing or just like I'm attracted to you. He says, no, I'm going to try to talk to your daughter. Your, your baby mom, your girl, whatever, she comes home and says, hey, well, R. Kelly invited our daughter to his house to go and use the recording studio because, you know, he thinks she can sing and she has a prosperous career. What? First of all, crazy? ain't no way in hell that my daughter's getting a recording contract before I am. That's number one. <laughs> Second, I, just- <laughs> I would shoot R. Kelly with a crossbow. Exactly. More importantly. I to win on my wife. Like, no, why would you do that? First of all, why were you there? Why did you talk to this man and he was comfortable enough to invite you somewhere? Exactly. Where was y'all, where was y'all sitting at? All right. When you have R. Kelly, of all people, saying that they're of your career, you never, like, when I hear of R. Kelly helping somebody's career, I don't even, not even Aaliyah. He didn't help her career. He gave her that one album. Other than that, it was Timbaland. Like, Timbaland is more, like, he's basically more... Accountable for Aaliyah's Aaliyah's success than R. Kelly, Kelly, of course. If anything, he tried to destroy that shit before the game. 
So who who you gonna say? He who hey, Timberland used to be on the list shit. Timberland. Don't you know I am the man? Oh my god. So Missy oh, too, she was probably saying that. Yeah, okay. Missy, Missy, Missy was one of her main producers also. Yeah. So you got Missy and Timberland helping. R. Kelly, off the top of my head, I can think of three women that are attached to R. Kelly that honestly their careers prosper. Now, if I can obviously be wrong, but I don't think I'm gonna be, it's Sparkle, Kelly Price, and Aaliyah's first what, two years? What are you talking about? That's it. Um, Kelly Price, um, I ain't seen shit in, in a while. And she purposely just don't say anything about R. Kelly. Um, Kelly Price is too busy looking fine and shit on Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. She's not like Kiki Wyatt out here getting married for the 38th time. But I don't think people want to hear anything. Funny story. My best, one of my friends, um, her sisters used to date Kiki Wyatt's husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't think Kelly Price needs to come out with anything. I think that people are not looking for her to come out with anything. Well, that's nobody asked fucking Sparkle to come out with anything. She no, the fact that it's Sparkle makes me, I think that shit is so fucking funny. Like, Sparkle, you came up with a song, Mighty Fucking Fast and Convenient. That's what I'm saying. It just fucks with my. She should have waited a month. Yeah, she should have just chilled on it, sit on that joint. Like, it just fucks with me and my common sense having. To be like, bitch, you're trying to use this platform to get back on. But how how quickly does it did it take you to write, produce, record this song? Like this shit where R. Kelly just came out, like what last what two weeks? No, no last but the the documentary hit Thursday. (laughs) Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday did they showed all of them in a row. It, oh my god! It just makes it seem like it was on for like eight months. People won't shut so, up. About it. Yeah, yeah, it started Thursday though. It was. I mean, it was. I watched all of them. <laughs> like, like I watched them, Jones. Like, we're gonna wrap up the whole situation with R. Kelly by saying, "Fuck Sparkle for that Mary J. Blige be without you ass ponytail. Fuck you for that." Um, <laughs> we're gonna say. We're gonna say fuck R. Kelly for everything that you've done wrong. You deserve everything. Um. Ron Osley, I'm still mad at you for some you unknown reason. Um, let me see. Who else are we mad at? We mad at Diddy for touching Usher. We mad Yo, at... Whoa, Archie. what? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going there because this shit needs to be heard. Diddy, so, that's, that's the thing. I know everybody in the shit like, yeah, I hope this nigga don't... We gonna... He's probably going to die. They're probably going to kill that nigga. Yeah. Wait, what happened? No, nah, because I mean, I feel like it's a lot of shit like this. That's that's way wilder than R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they they were saying like Diddy was t- like touching his own artists and stuff like that. Now oh. this can't be, this can't be fact because I'm you know just saying allegedly, but shit happens. Everybody can just Google this. Look on like Lipstick Alley and all them other fucking sites. They can tell you people, women who have like stories with these celebrities. They're like, wait a minute, these celebrities. They like being touched by men. Diddy has gone on camera and said, remember when we woke up together talking to um, Kevin Hart with Usher in the room? He was like, yeah, when Usher was younger, we used to wake up and we would eat breakfast. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all woke up together? Sleepover. Why are they? Wait. <laughs> what, about, what, what about Birdman and Wayne? Shit, we don't know what the fuck happened with them. Oh, Birdman. Is that, is, that, oh. Is, that is a perfect segue because I'm, I'm kind of tired of R. Kelly. Yes, let's Speaking go. Let's go. I'm ready. Speaking of fucking Birdman, oh my god! So, um, Tony Braxton, obviously, you know, her and uh, Birdman ended up together, and then they officially split as of New Year's. So they called off the engagement, 
and Birdman posted it's over on his Instagram story. He deleted it and then he cleaned out his entire Instagram account. And then Tony, she <coughs> every picture from Instagram that had her and mm-hmm. him or just her period and only left one that wrote starting a new chapter isn't always an easy choice, uh, but always choose to be chosen. Cheers to a new year. Looking just as she looking just delectable. Jesus. I know Tony Braxton. I've always loved. How the fuck does stuff end that abruptly? (laughs) I just want to say that I also called this um, months ago when we first started talking about this, and I said that this shit was not real. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to get married. This is just first of all, the way her mother is. I just knew that that was going to be problematic. This man got all these fucking tattoos on his face. If this was real, your mother would not be happy. All right. Number two, this is just strange to me. Like, y'all have, they have been friends for a very long time. But I was like, Tony Braxton, you're not finna marry no fucking Birdman, dog. Like, no. <laughs> y'all don't even look comfortable. Y'all don't even look comfortable together. Well, I, Tony, I know how much you love Tony Braxton, but. And if you're still looking, Tony, I'm here. Like, we even got the same name. You, you can have her. Um, I, I think she's a scam artist a little bit sometimes. Hey, that's okay. The reason why I'm saying that is because they broke off their engagement and everything at the end of 2018. But then in November, she had lost that $5 million ring knowing that she was about to file bankruptcy. Yeah, that shit was crazy. She saw some, I lost my engagement ring. And then you break off the engagement. Mm -hmm. How the fuck do you lose a five? Chris, if I gave you a $5 million necklace, are you losing that shit? I'd rather you pawn it, but I'm gonna say I lost it. <laughs> I think exactly. She I think she. Said, I think she's like I lost it, but she went. I lost it, all right. <laughs> like, how do you lose a ring that fucking expensive? Yeah. But then people like Tony Braxton got a Birdman because his money, and I'm like, they ain't got no money. He ain't had no money since nine nine two thousand. Oh my, you're going to every. You a paper number. chaser? You got your black on fire. Remain in the G. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking. Look at the and she was that bad as Benz, huh? <laughs> so how does she lose this ring? I just shared the screen with First y'all. First of all, ring doesn't, that ring looks like one of them shit to get off the QVC. I'm not shading your ring to the Braxton. I'm just saying. <laughs> she got that joke was like bling. She got that joke was like bling, bling, bling. I'm not shading your ring to I'm just saying. It looks very cheap. work and I bought this while I was sitting at home at 1 o'clock in the afternoon-ish. I'm just saying. That ring's so fucking big, she got to sit the actual stone on the side of her finger because it's that fucking huge. Now, he couldn't put out Wayne's album, but he could buy a $5 million engagement ring. That was some wild shit there. Ah, uh, oh boy. So He did that with the advances from Wayne's album. <laughs> <laughs> he had to give Wayne his money out of a fucking lawsuit. Yeah. Oh my like, God. the nigga is getting sued because he doesn't have any money. Like, Birdman ain't got no fucking money. Mm. Even though Birdman, if you're listening, I did ask you in one of my videos and told you to sign me. I can make you some money. I'm, I'm pretty tough. So, I, I don't know if y'all familiar because none of us actually listen to her other than Chris, but Azalea Banks came out with a Christmas theme album called, what the fuck was it called? Icy Colors Change. So, since Chris is just such a bad friend, she's making y'all listen to this. Alright, sure. <laughs> it's cool. I haven't, I haven't listened to her music since I was in college, and that was like in 2011 was the last time I listened to Azealia Banks. So. That was the last time she put out music, though, right? Listen to what are you doing for New Year's? You said what? Can we listen to what are you doing for New Year's Eve? That is my shit. Oh my god, what are you? 
Oh, that's an actual song. I thought you were joking. What are you doing for me? Maybe that's a good contemporary song. Oh my God, I'm Brett by Alfredo, guys. That's off topic, but I want to show the name. <laughs> what the hell? I don't like that. I'm not this happy. This sounds like I feel sad for her. She's dying. Is she trying to be like a Marilyn Monroe seductress? Bro, that's like a bootleg Billy Holiday. Oh, bootleg Billy. <laughs> I just don't understand. She is not our queen. She is. I'm sorry, Zoe Banks. That's, that's it for me. Anyway, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, Chris. Yes. Um, so remember a couple episodes we were talking about you going to Coachella. But yes. You said you would not go if Kanye was going to be headlining. And he- I know, and I'm so happy that he's not on the list. Like, I heard, I feel like God heard my prayer and was like, Chris, I know you don't want to listen to this bitch-ass nigga Kanye, so I'm going to remove him. So I'm actually, I'm actually very, very, very happy with the Coachella lineup this year. Yeah. And let me say this. I'm tired of y'all non-eclectic-ass, well, Uneclectic ass niggas telling me that the lineup sucks because you never heard of this artist. Oh my. I Ooh. am so upset about that because like so many times like I, I listen to a bum ass song and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I know the artist. Like for me, I listen to all different types of genres and music. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like people just want to limit you and say because you're black, you gotta listen to hip hop by hand. First of all, I'm black for the most part, and I don't even listen to like hip hop. Well, I'm black and I listen to hip hop. Listen to hip Yeah, I feel you. So if I don't know who the fuck was on that show, I'm good on them damn thousand dollar tickets. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, listen, you know, you guys, right? You know, like, this is some real shit. I get really high and I listen to, like, music I grew up on, right? Uh-huh. So, y'all know I sing. So, I listen to, like, people that will sing. So, I was like, yeah, I remember growing up with, like, Vanessa Williams, Regina Bell, Stephanie Mills, Luther Vandross, Whitney. And I was like, who is our new Whitney and Luther and Vanessa Williams. We don't have one. We don't have one. <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> I actually really because like Ariana Grande. Because of Gigi the Ariana's straight. I like Ariana too. But I feel about Ariana the it. But you know, Mariah Carey too, I think like their voices, like we don't have anybody that can sing like that. Yeah, yeah we don't have anybody that can sing like that. Yeah, we don't have anybody yeah, they ain't got them voices. They ain't got them. I mean, shit. Them, them for heavenly voices, though. You can't just find them voices. No. And I'm like, well, you know what? You probably can. But now there's this whole image thing people got going on now. And then my favorite genre of music is jazz, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, sitting, when I'm sitting here, I come home. Like I just put on Facebook the other day. Today I was like, I don't even know why I buy cable. All I do is sit at home and listen to music. <laughs> and I was like. I literally come home and I put on like some Diana Washington, some Sarah Vaughn, some Billie Holiday, like Ella, Rita. Tony is the old ass man. <laughs> but I was, I'll sit here and I'll like start working on some songs or something, some poems. And I was sitting here like, dog, is anybody still teaching jazz? Like, are the, like when I was in middle school, I was listening to jazz. 
Like, is anybody still listening to jazz? Are we losing jazz? Uh, I don't think so. I just think we're not fucking 50 years old yet. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, that's what I think. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but look, though, you're, me. you're not eclectic. <laughs> okay, Chris was just talking about this shit. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, we have to take a road trip, nigga. You're not getting out of school, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is very nice music. Like, nigga, the I, latest. I'm, never, I'm not trying to listen to Billy Holiday on the way down to the jump. The latest from Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> so I, w- I was going to try to talk about Bird Box, but I don't want to. Like, no. I'm so tired. No. I, I do not want to talk about Bird Box. I haven't even seen it. I don't want to. Here's the thing. I didn't see it, but I saw it because of everybody else. I'm like, so I need to watch the movie. Y'all done basically told us about this shit. So I think we can skip that. We will... Next week we can talk about uh, the Jordan Peele Us trailer. I don't really feel like talking about anything else. So let's go straight into what's bothering us. We're gonna go backwards this week. Tony, what's bothering you? Oh man, what is bothering me? Um, I don't know if I have what's bothering me. It's just the things I've been thinking about, and I was like, man, I'm gonna be thirty on the twenty seventh, right? My man, people are like, what are you? What are you doing for like? Your birthday, and I really don't. I'm not doing anything. Like I really think I'm just going to chill, and I, I don't know. I got to figure out what I want to do. But I'm doing something, but mm. something very chill. And I was like, at first, I was like, man, like I'm about to be thirty. That shit scares the fuck out of me. I'm supposed to be married, supposed to have some kids, supposed to have a house. And I was like, mm, nah. Like I'm really actually getting settled now. And I was like, people spend so much of the time in their twenties. Like you go from being twenty as a child. By the time you're 29, you're like a grown-ass adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go through so many changes. You spend so much time in your 20s trying to figure out who you are, where you're going, where you want to be. But in your 30s, like, this is the first decade I'll have. And it's like, I think you really don't get shit until you get 30. Like, that's the first decade you have, and you're like, I'm settled. Like, I'm straight. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Um, and then I was like, man, I should challenge you all to this thing I'm about to do for the year. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm in Alabama. I'm in Atlanta. I don't really know too many people, but I need to find something to keep me active. So when I was like, when I was living in Alabama, I would find these new trails to run after work. Mm. And I was like, I need to do that again. So what I'm going to start doing is every month, I'm going to start in Alabama and Atlanta this month and find these trails and run and then do that for the whole year and then have like a collage type thing at the end. Well, just make sure you leave breadcrumbs and shit because... People get I challenge you all. If you guys want to do this running challenge with me, let me know. I'm done. Huh? I need to gain weight. Not, I, I can't do no running challenge. Yeah, see, I'm sorry, I don't run. run. Oh, wow. Yikes. Guess I'll just meet you, Greg. Yeah. CJ, trust me. Like, I used to say, you know, I need to gain weight, and then I gain that shit, and I'm trying to lose it. I'm like, fuck. When I used to run <laughs> all the time, I was so fucking skinny. I used to tell myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just need to gain 25 pounds. That way I can turn it into muscle. And I had that little, I look like the fucking 8701 album Usher cover or something. It's like, I got the whole <laughs> thing and shit. Bro, I had it for like two summers. And then after that, I got in a relationship. This was my like previous relationship. And I was eating shit. They I always had- do it to you, dog. They get you when you got your good body. And then exactly. They fuck it up. You know how I got my, <laughs> you know how I gained Y'all weight? get lazy. That's you know what made me gain weight? <laughs> Baltimore made me gain weight. Grad school made me gain weight. Because when I was back in PG, I was running every day with my best friend. And then I was like, man, I got to move. I'm about to start grad school. 
you just this brought up me. you just brought up something good. This isn't what I'm not gonna say my what's bothering me yet, but um apparently C uh not CES, um what do you call it? Um CIAA is moving to Baltimore actually. Yeah, 2020. Guys, don't yeah. do it, don't do it. Baltimore is where dreams go to die. Don't <laughs> go there. Shit, it's gonna be closer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't have to <laughs> The sun shines in all parts of Maryland except Baltimore. I'm not even joking. There's a black cloud in Baltimore all all the time. Exactly. Never sunny. Don't do it. I'm trying to tell you. So and, no, I think and, I think it's gonna be lit. It's all sunny it's in Baltimore. It's never sunny in Baltimore. If you see the sun in Baltimore, it's probably the light reflecting off the gunshots. Run. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> With CIAA coming to Baltimore, that shit is going to... Can you imagine how many women from, like, Georgia that you used to holler at are going to be like, hey, I'm going to be in town for CIAA just so they can have a place to sleep at? Like, My guys, from Atlanta to Baltimore? Is that what you're telling me right now? Think about it. Everybody's going to be in D.C. for CIAA and just drive to Baltimore. Hey, Greg, are you saying that people are coming from D.C., from Atlanta to Baltimore? Unfortunately, that sounds gonna, fucking ridiculous. That's backwards. Y'all need to come back to Atlanta. They go. They gonna be in DC. They gonna be then in. DC. They, then they going to Baltimore. Baltimore can't uh, hold all of them. Up. They got all the Like I really hope it just doesn't become a ratchet fest. And I don't mean like that. But I'm talking about all these little messy ass stories. Mm-hmm. People yeah. fucking each other's homeboys' wives. Keep hey, that shit that- at home. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear about no drama. Oh, it's going such to be, and such has been out here buying bottles. I don't care. It's going to be discussed because the only reason they moved it from Charlotte to Baltimore was because they weren't like basically going and letting people use the unisex bathrooms and like the all sexes bathroom, right? That was like the main reason why they moved it from Charlotte to um, Baltimore. But Baltimore is not that fucking friendly. We live in DC, and I fucking hate Baltimore. Yeah, we don't fuck with them. Baltimore, <laughs> don't like bo- Baltimore <laughs> is the only place that gives angels cancer. What? Oh my god! <laughs> That's a sad, that is sad place. It's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. But if you do go, just look up all the hood eating spots because they have the best food. Actually, if you go, you should go to this place on North Avenue called Soul Cuisine. Soul Cuisine, y'all can send me my check later. But so we so we know ahead of time. We know ahead of time is in B-more. We should have a table at a classy, at a classy CIAA celebration. You know what? We should do that. As a podcast, we should stay in D.C. and just go to a <laughs> <laughs> You should stay in hey, D.C. Listen, I'm racking up a whole bunch of Now, question. Work. Am I allowed to go even though I didn't go to an HBCU? Yes. Hell yeah. Chris, are you... Are you oh, wow. Are you a PW? I ain't, go to, I ain't even go to college. And I'm going to college. Fuck no. I thought I you was a Kappa. No, I ain't go to college. <laughs> a Kappa. <laughs> oh, what type of niggas are those? Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I know they got stereotypes and shit. <laughs> That's a little candy nah, cane niggas with the curly hair. Oh, uh, no. I would definitely. I wouldn't have been one of them niggas. Hell no. Are they the ones with like the pit bulls on the shirt and shit? Like, no, that's the cues. The cappers are never mind. Let me shut up. <laughs> You're gonna need that one alone. Right. Man, they be out here shaking the shit like they got fucking seizures. Like stop hey, doing hey, that. Nico So they do the like the extra gravy, like that shit. It'd be like it's some weird shit with their shoulders like they try like they cold. Oh. Y'all not gonna disrespect my Kappa friends. Oh, uh, I am. Fuck. 
<laughs> hey, I would have never been in a fraternity, though. I just don't think. You know what, CJ? Know. I thought that same shit, and the next thing you know, I'm in two. So, <laughs> I, and you know what's crazy? As soon as I got into them, I was like, oh, this shit is real cool. Like, like a week later, I've been like, this shit is so irritating. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate you niggas. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I say that. I say that often, but, you know. Um, after 13 years, you kind of. I'm about to pay my dues though, so I get active again with Alpha. No. So speaking of you, Q. So what's bothering you? Um, what's bothering me? I, um, I don't really have anything bothering me. I've been trying. I know it's like uh, since since the new year started. Um. And be and doing dry January, it's it's open it's opened me up to a lot of different perspectives on like the the last three months especially. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was not I was in the sunken place. I can I can clearly say that I was in the sunken place. Um, and like you know, this past weekend, it being playoffs. I'm at home and not like shit faced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yesterday on a Monday, I'm not walking into work crying because I'm hungover mm-hmm. or you know anything like that. So I I, I don't I I I can I can honestly say that for the first time in a you know pretty long while i'm in a pretty good i'm in a pretty good space right now so Girl, that's good man i'm glad i'm happy to hear that shit like personal you know personal wise all i got is all i have to say is fuck trump and fuck this useless fucking wall that he well useless fucking steel whatever steel sword shit whatever the fuck he wants to build medieval fuck fuck you Trump um that's what's bothering me the assholeness that we have as the quote unquote leader of this fucking country um what I will say was was, was really good it's exciting to see the Democrats back in control of the house mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's good. So, CJ, what's bothering you, sir? I man, I've noticed uh, over the last, I'm gonna say, three or four years, we have begun to publicly lynch people. That's just what I've noticed of what's happening, right? But it's not happening to anybody white besides Donald Trump. And he, I mean, who the fuck that? He's just an easy target, right? Like, nobody he deserves that. it. Yeah, him. My thing is, I'm not justifying any, any of the awful things that these brothers have done, meaning the R. Cuddies, the Bill Cosby's, the Kanye Wests. Um, I don't want it to become a pattern of a trend where we start lynching people for minor shit. To, so we just canceling our greats for real, for real. Like, no matter what we got to say about these men and they did on their personal lives, these men were great at what they did, what they craft was and they talent. You know what I mean? The men was great. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we can't just ignore them as their their uh, their regular. Sh- well, Clay, you know, he's just stupid. <laughs> but we can't really we can't really ignore the, the the horribleness of of Bill Cosby and 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 the 
the the, the shit of L. Kelly. Like, definitely don't condone any of man's action. I think they both should be punished for it. Bill Cosby, I think it should be less than what it is now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, they were doing stuff in an environment where it was accepted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, to us, it's crazy, right? But we're not in that environment. We don't live their lives. They, their peers all do it properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's also, but we still, we know it's horrible. We do. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from that, but I don't want it to become, because you know, once something becomes a, a thing, it's like they're conditioning us to just slander our black people or slander our black greats or, our, you know what I'm saying, our black kids. Like, because think about it. We ain't heard from Kevin, we ain't heard nothing about Kevin Spacey, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just, we take oh, it out. No, I did. Something came across the news the other day about Kevin Spacey. But it's, all right, like, boy, but it's not, it's not reoccurring. Oh, they gonna say it one. They gonna say it one time. Yeah, I'm gonna say don't make a movie called Surviving Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, they're gonna say it one time. They're gonna keep. They're not gonna keep it fresh. Well, I think it. there's also like a like a. It's two things. Like there is a delay on these sexual predators being caught. But when that Kevin Spacey shit first came out, that shit was reoccurring. It was like Kevin- kind of out there, and I also kind of think like when we think of what's going on, we're going to talk about those who are closest to our demographic. Don't nobody in our community give a fuck about Kevin Spacey, so we're not going to really hear about that shit. Yeah, I'm just saying, I didn't didn't even know who Kevin Spacey was. Like, we really not listening. Yeah, I didn't even know who not We not really, same about Harry Weinstein. I really ain't know who Harry Weinstein was himself until this shit happened. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, he's the uh, producer for this huge production company, blah, 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 blah. But if you line that man up, I wouldn't know who he was because yeah. that's not my demographic. He's not checking for people like me. But little but- white girls might see that shit and they'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe that, uh, Harvey Weinstein was doing this to like our our favorite. I get that. I get that. But we will see CNN and Fox News just keep talking about some shit that's not even important. Mm-hmm. That has to do with, with like, they're just trying to like Get everybody to keep talking about us. Like, nigga, talk about what's really going on in the world. Why are we talking about Bill Cosby right now? Why are we talking about Kanye West honest, right now? I feel like they being real laxed about the R. Kelly shit on the main news. They not really talking about that. Twitter is. Instagram is. But when you talk about news stations, it was mentioned. But it's not like, yo, oh, my God, he really got these bitches hemmed up like they should be. Mm-hmm. True shit. You're right. And that's because we know, we know why that's going on like that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we got to look at it full circle. Like, don't nobody really give a fuck about that stuff. And that's why it seems like we're dragging it, but we're really not dragging it as women. We're trying to just get it out there because this shit happens so much. And we have zero voice and zero say. And it's just like, it's gotten to a point where it's like, when are we going to matter as black women? Mm-hmm. In our very own community, our very own demographic. Like they were saying, like majority of women are saying that the women are liars and, che- and yeah, women, yeah, and scammers. Yeah, so women are like, saying women are liars. Supporting our, our own, our own kind. Yeah, it's it's just very, very concerning to me. Just very concerning. I also think, though, as a man, you know, I'm not a woman, so I, you know, like we can't just always take somebody's word as word. Yeah. And I think that for me, I feel like it is like a gender versus gender thing. 
Because it's like if a woman says, oh, so-and-so did this, people like, oh, my God, he did this. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. No one has ever even, like, did we take the time to figure out if he really did it? Like, I think people are just so quick to take a side of a woman in that situation versus really waiting to hear all the details of the, you know what I'm saying, of that situation. I'm I'm all for details, but if you got all the evidence pointing towards one thing, we got to keep, we got to stop as a community, like saying, like tying his craft to his person. Like that's two totally different things. Yeah. You know, I think R. Kelly is a trash man. I also just happen to think his music is trash as well. So he's at least he's full circle and consistent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm all for women. It's just sparkle. I'm sorry. Fuck her. Is that her real name? I don't care. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. It shouldn't be. It's no, probably Twanisha. Her name could be good. Well, shit. Sparkle sound better than that shit. I saw <laughs> a video today and I said, that bitch looks like her name is Twanisha. She's like the general manager for Burger King. But basically, I just want us to stop being in the struggle Olympics, stop competing in the struggle mm-hmm. Olympics, yeah. and, and stop, uh, and stop, like, I don't know. I just hate the whole bullshit. So <laughs> <laughs> all this shit getting on my nerves. Well, <laughs> So, Chris, what is bothering you? What's bothering me is boxing people of color into one type of niche. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of having my people limit themselves to one type of look, one type of style, action, like, want, whatever, just because you're a black person. Or bashing those people who want to branch out and try new things. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and go on them like, oh, that shit's not cool. Calling them white boy, white girl, talk white. And like, what? Not every black person has urban ties. Not every black person grew up in the hood. It's just like these certain stereotypes when a lot of us did, but I'm just saying certain stereotypes Define people, and I just feel like I'm tired of being like defined mm. by one type just because I'm black, and that is just piggybacking off of my Coachella thing because now I don't have anyone to go to Coachella with because none of my friends listen to any of the artists on that thing, <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, y'all really never heard of this artist. No, what the fuck is that? Why are you listening to that? We now should I'm just start. like, yo, this is very sad to me. I think there's so many artists that people don't listen to. And I think that we should start highlighting those artists. Like, I feel like I listen to so many people that people don't listen to. Like mm-hmm. Aaron Allen Kane, like Amel LaRue, Leela James. Like people don't really listen to that kind of music. And I think we should start highlighting that. Like Little James has a song called Music. And it's like, let's fall back in love with music. Like, just music. And I think that people should do that. We should start listening to real-ass music again. I feel like people listen to what they relate to. I mean, that's all it is. Right. And, but, and, trash. and then also... trash-ass music out here. Don't think something belongs to you. Like, everybody's saying that the Coachella lineup is so trash because Beyonce didn't. How y'all gonna top Beyonce? This shit ain't about Beyonce. It never was about Beyonce. Like... Like and that's what really pisses me off. Like y'all really trying to make this into like like some hip hop festival. It was never that. 
<laughs> Y'all just was fortunate enough to have a big name black artist. Does anybody else find it weird? They were so it was Beyonce. never like that. It was rock bands, huh? I said, do you, anybody else find it weird that the country, like the world, is so obsessed with Beyonce? That is so weird to me. Just because they don't know Beyonce. Like, why <laughs> they don't know nothing about her, so she could be whatever fantasy y'all want to make up in y'all heads. But like, it could be y'all anybody. gonna be mad. Why is it just Beyonce? And some scandal comes out about Beyonce, like she eats babies or some shit. Beyonce, I would not be surprised if somebody told me to treat babies. I actually really like Beyonce, but I'm just the cultness of her fans is it's so polarized. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's how I feel about LeBron. But I, feel oh, no, I love LeBron James. I'm just one of those people. But <laughs> but to me, LeBron James, like I feel like he has some type of identity. Beyonce, she's just so like blanketed to me. Like what and they Beyonce said that the identity? funny part is in Dream Girls, she was doing the scene and he was like, You're so commercial. Mm. Like he was like, I can make you into whatever I want. And that's how I feel like Beyonce is in real life. Like, who the fuck is Beyonce? We don't know. Yes, we don't. We, she's always somebody different every time that. she performs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is the, that's, uh, I don't know. I was about to say some shit that don't even make sense. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't know what y'all expect from, what y'all really want from a divorce. No, I mean, so maybe maybe that makes her great. She's shapeless. Like, she's, like, formless. She's, like, shapeless. That's, maybe, that's, that's, maybe that's what makes her great. Like, she can be anything, like she said. Like, what Chris yeah, said. Yeah, she, she literally is anything. So it's like, <laughs> She right. can be anything. But I just want to say that But to I be upset with the Coachella people saying, oh, my God, what kind of lineup was this? You got to take the black people off it. Bro, this wasn't about y'all. Black people wasn't even going to Coachella for real, for real. Yeah, into, the, into the holographic. Yeah, to Tupac, yeah, Tupac on the ground. <laughs> That's exactly going what. and camping out. Like, what do y'all think? Because what I mean, going to Coachella to the Tupac hologram. Yes. That is so. That is so true. So now that we we're starting to get artists there, and we're starting to develop a presence, which is good. Y'all want to ruin the shit talking trash? Mm-hmm. Oh, how the only way y'all could top this with Rihanna. What y'all don't know is Tame and Paula and Rihanna are super close. Mm-hmm. My theory is that Rihanna is going to come out on t- with Tame and Paula. Mm-hmm. Didn't she already? Didn't she, Rihanna never did Coachella. I thought she already did Coachella. No, she's never yeah, done yeah. Coachella. She's never performed it. Oh, uh, I'm sure I did that shit. She mm-hmm. will. Her catalog just extends by itself, and the fact that they did Beyonce first is like, all right, great, you got her out the way. Now let's get to the entertainment. Like, and Rihanna, <laughs> I'm just talking like. You know the beehive. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tame and Paula brought Rihanna out and every all oh, y'all mad. Mm-hmm. I like, told you, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. While y'all sitting at home watching the shit, you could have been here. Yeah, can't you can't you stream that joke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can stream it, which is good. But just something about being there in the crowd. It's a lovely atmosphere. Like the food is great. The people are so nice. Everything's just a great experience. Mm. Like at least it was for me. I can't speak on everybody. You sound like you had a ball, and I want to go one year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, in defense of black people too, Chris, with the whole thing about the good chiller, it probably is the number one genre of music in the world. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, it's we, well to us yeah. because that's what we listen to. Yeah, well, you gotta think about last year. The white people were except like, how the hell y'all not gonna have no bands? Like this is Coachella. Y'all don't have not one band headlining and yeah, when I think about sense. it that that'll way that's kind of yeah. fucked up yo like yeah, that'll make sense. this was our shit I'm not, I'm not saying like hey you know what no like, fuck them I'm not saying that I'm glad we took over that shit but <laughs> that way though like 
this is a rock <laughs> festival. It was like a rock pop. Hey, and guess what? Festival. Rap was rap music, and now it's rock and roll. Mm. I'm <laughs> like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like, y'all really upset? Like, how y'all not gonna handle no bands? Now like, who who the fuck is Tame Impala? Like, how the fuck do you not know who Tame Impala is? Like, <laughs> that sounds like a PP to me. Nah, I ain't trying to be racist in that, but shit, they take over all our shit. We got, we, but we, it's we, their shit. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> but we need to come out Afro punk. If y'all really want some black shit, go to the black shit. You know what you guys should do? You should go to the Afro Caribbean festivals. Oh no, nah, I hate them joints. Wow. I hate the I hate the aggressiveness of the males. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm not oh, built no, like, that. like that. I'm a I am a black woman who don't play that shit. So I'm not like that. I, um, you not, but the rest of them, your brethren. I'm not trying to get 31 tossed, blood cop, blood cop, throw down. Oh, like, nah, God. none of that shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, we, we have a five-star review, ladies and gentlemen. So, we do? All right. Yes, we got a five-star review, and it's titled, like, listening to the homies. So... <laughs> So Greg, Phillip, did you just write this review? I swear to God, I didn't. So, <laughs> um, so Philip Wilkinson here, host of Positive Filter. Shout out to you. You know, we've you know posted about him on the show as well. Um, I'm a big fan of the Young Black and Bald. I feel as though listening to this podcast is joining in on a conversation with my friends, just regular folks breaking down the news and current events that my friends and I do via group texts and chats. I love how to use social media to find relevant news and then break it down the genuine friendship among the hosts throughout the content and delivery. Keep going. I look forward to future episodes. So shout out to you, Phil. Thank you so much for the five star. <laughs> That's what's up. I think the gray is Phil. <laughs> no, I <laughs> ignore Tony. He's hot. <laughs> Oh, love right thank, thank you, Greg, for that review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you feel like you're sitting there with friends. Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> that sounds like when you, like, somebody needs a recommendation, like, you need to give your job a recommendation letter, but you get it from your friend. Like, you know not to trust recommendation letters because they're not real. Like, call me at this right. time. <laughs> anyway, so tell them where they can find y'all on social media so we can get up out of here, man. I'll go first because you know, first fan. Hey, <laughs> five. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Tony the Artist 06. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, and you can find me at Chris Cash DC on Instagram and at Viva La Marie on Twitter. And that's all y'all getting. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Quiet CJ Money on uh. Twitter and quiet CJ Money Two on IG. Hey, hey CJ, why you be looking so angry in your pictures, man? Tony's ass. <laughs> See, I be thinking the CJ is like a mob boss in his photos. He be so angry. <laughs> <laughs> he always got the little henny or the cup. What are you thinking? I'm oh, like, he about to off somebody head. <laughs> you be so angry. I'm a smile. I'm a smile. I'm a smile in 2019 because I, I am not angry. I just be like, look, you know, I'm thorough. Nigga. 
Yeah, very thorough. Angry is thorough. So, Q, where can they find you on social media, bro? Um, You can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906. That's Q-D-E-E-Z-Y-1906. And on Instagram at Your Child's Teacher 1906. You can obviously follow us all at Young Black Pod on everything, including now Anchor and all that. We will have a website up probably the next month or so. So until next week, we love y'all. See you next week. Boom.